0: Oh, I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have no kids and three money? Welcome to the Sunday movie Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Max. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Darcy.: uh, This is the yeah, podcast. <laughs> that's, we've never done like introductions yeah. before. we never like, said what our names are, but that's we have names. <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah. How we been this week, guys? Not too bad. Had my second jab.
1: Yeah. Actually
2: it it kinda killed me, which I wasn't expecting.
1: Uh, I
2: say it kinda killed me. I just got a couple of days or the day after I think I got felt quite ill. I was like had a really, really bad temperature for like two or three days. My arm hurt. I felt quite ill. But only on the first day I felt well. The second day I just had a bad temperature. Third day I was a bit, still have a bit of a temperature, but it was lower. And now I'm fine. My
0: arm doesn't hurt anymore. All is good.
3: He's alive.
0: All is right with the world. Not for me though. <laughs> it's been a pretty crappy like few days for me cause like like first of all, the uh, uh, we like advertise through Facebook when I can when I can. Uh, get the money together. I mean, we're not making money off the podcast right now, but uh, I figured it's pretty good to get it out there. Uh, so I do try to promote it through Facebook. This week, uh, last week, with the uh, Suicide Squad and Star Wars episode, Facebook mm-hmm. did not like that. It wouldn't no. advertise it. <laughs> Which was very um, upsetting.
3: I expect nothing really less sad. from Zuckerberg censorship. It's, immoral,
0: right? it's Marky Mark. Doing it to us.
2: Yeah, maybe they just have like a flag on war at the moment because obviously everything going on in Afghanistan. I shit. think
3: they just flag up certain um, words and then they just block them right away.
2: I yeah. think so.
0: I try to censor the word suicide, even though it's like that's the name of the movie. I don't know.
3: Yeah, you can't really help that, can you?
0: Yeah, I oh, will. <laughs> can't be helped. Another thing that can't be helped is I got my. I was at the gym the other day and I, <laughs> I came out of the gym. And when I usually ride my bike uh, to the gym and to work, that's like my main transport. I uh, get out of the gym and I see it locked up, but like the front wheel is missing.
3: <laughs> There's, I expect nothing <laughs> less from the Portsmouth folk yeah, uh, giving it away now. Everyone knows where we live.
0: Yeah. Uh, lesson learned, Day. Eh? It was my own fault, really. I should I have just like got the bus or something, I guess. You just, just can't, can't trust people around here.
3: No. No. Especially where you put your bike, apparently.
2: Yeah, because Connor came in and said that his brothers like, had two or three bikes stolen from that exact same location. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Should have known. It's a pretty shifty area.
3: Yeah, a bit rough. Yeah.
2: I don't think there's even any CCTV cameras in that area, so it's probably easy to get away with stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah. It was right a Sunday. Alley, was it?
3: I think so. Didn't you say it was a Sunday? I could be wrong. Right.
0: I'm well, pretty might, sure it was Yeah, a well, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> It was, and it was a Sunday of all days on the Lord's Day.
3: <laughs> and the Lord said, let Max have no bike.
0: Yeah. Bike wheels are expensive, wouldn't you know? So have I'm you still have got the that.
3: frame? Like, have you still got the rest of the bike?
0: Oh, God, yeah. Only the wheel just... needs replacing. Okay. I'm going to chuck the whole bike out.
3: <laughs> no, just some scumbag thought that your bike could be I don't know, yeah. worth. You're not going
2: to be part. like um, your nan. Throwing away her clocks because she can't figure out how to she, use them.
3: She threw out her clocks.
2: That's she a whole keeps, other
0: story. She <laughs> Keeps buying new ones because she can't work out how to use it. Yeah, she doesn't know how to use alarm clocks. He's <laughs> trying to tell her how to use her phone. She doesn't. She can't. She can't hack it. It's like I gotta set it again the next day. This is insane. I'm like, well, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, so she actually like she fixed their like single use clocks. You just sort of um. No, You set just, them once and that's it's it. She's
0: like, that's it. <laughs> she like brought like a new one the other day. <laughs> <and> by the <laughs> end of the day, it was in the bin.
3: <laughs> she, she's one.
2: That's just old people and technology, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but I
3: bet they're not even like what kind of yeah, what kind of like clock is it? though? like, is it one of like just a standard, a one? digital, like a no, no, just like a proper like analog clock. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> Shameful. Yeah, can't catch a break, eh? Well, uh, we, wa- we watched some movies. We got together, as we're talking, uh, yesterday. We had the whole day to watch the Lilo and Stitch movies. And there are yeah. four of those, for some reason. Yeah, mm. our first quadrilogy on the show.
3: Hey, and I hope yeah. it's the last.
0: <laughs> sweeten- to sweeten the pot, also, we watched Chaos Walking. Uh, This new movie, (laughs) Uh, directed by Doug Lyman, came out this year. Nobody saw it because it's in the middle of the pandemic. They didn't want to release it in cinemas. They just put it on like streaming. You had to pay like £20 to watch it, so nobody watched it. (laughs) And I really, really wanted to see this movie. This was like one of my most highly anticipated movies, perhaps my most highly anticipated movie of 2020 or 2021. Because um I love the books so much. I read them when I was younger. Uh these uh The Chaos Walking trilogy by Patrick Ness. And um I wrote like a whole essay like three years ago detailing why I thought this movie was going to fail and where it could potentially fail. And I'm reading it back now and I'm like, hmm. I've definitely Improved as a writer, I could tell you that. But also, I was more or less kind of right. Uh, but before we get too deep into that, what's the movie about? Well, I know what it's about. Well, I kind of want one of you guys to t- t- tell tell us what the movie's um, about. <laughs> what's it about, guys?
3: Is I mean, is is uh, well, is it about um, this? Well, obviously, humans have gone on to some new planet to start up a new yeah, colony new or something like yeah, like a new world they're called new world didn't they or, yeah that's yeah. what they
2: call it isn't it yep and, it's the
3: new world and uh all the men can think literally out loud and it's really really it's not interesting even that they can annoying. think out loud they, they do, do think, think out loud. loud oh yeah no yeah, but yeah I mean, they have the
2: yeah. noise where their thoughts basically just Appear out of their head sometimes, even though it should be all the time in
3: funky colours. Yeah, but that's that's a a a point for another point of this conversation, I suppose. I mean, yeah.
0: So just oh sorry, just to speed it up. So like, yeah, <laughs> they're on this new world, this new planet, and there are only men there. In and the main character Todd Hewitt is like, um, I'm Todd Hewitt, and all I know is man. So when he sees for the first time in his life, a girl, things get shaken up a bit. Everybody wants to uh, see this girl and they want to, like, capture her. So Todd and uh, the girl, Viola, played by uh, Tom Holland and Dis- uh, Disney Riley. Disney <laughs> D- Riley, I like that. They've got to go on the run from uh, the mayor and, his, uh, and, and the town who's coming after them. Um. And it sucks.
3: So, Max, may I uh ask as someone who's like read all these books and things? Yeah. Did you obviously it was rushed because, you know, you got three whole books to flesh through. But was there mm-hmm. anything in there that like um I don't know, was completely off? Like you just flew straight past?
0: Um, like what do you mean? Um Like stuff they didn't include?
3: Well, it's more yeah but it's it's more the case of did they miss any like really important plot points that they just sort of went oh we don't yeah. need to include that
0: yeah they did they missed a bunch so like the big one for me and it was something that i was kind of apprehensive about when i first heard about it was the casting um of tom holland and daisy ridley these are people in their 20s it was very trepidatious about seeing them cast as these characters who in the books should have been 13 14 years old um i was like these guys do not look like they're that age and like you can take certain creative liberties i actually like don't mind some of the liberties they take with the movie but this was quite a core point to the movie because like it's about todd becoming a man and like he's seeing or he's being excluded he's the youngest guy in this town which i don't think you really get from this movie and he's like um, when i when i'm a man i'll be able to be in with the other people this is why i'm getting left out because they don't see me as a man but when i turn 13 i'll be a man in the eyes of all these people they leave that out completely and it's supposed to be this really like basically a coming of age story I guess, and the fact that they are so young is integral to the plot. I feel, but they leave that out completely, and it's just this is three books worth of a movie. It's three entire books, and they condense it into not even a long movie, not even a long movie. It's like hour and forty, hour and fifty, and you know, I could, I could complain about like movies being too slow, but this movie was so fast. I almost didn't understand what the fuck was going on. I don't know if you guys felt that at all.
2: Yeah, kind of. For me, it wasn't even that I didn't understand what was going on. I was just, I just didn't really care. I was just bored. <laughs> like, for it was <laughs> weird for a film this fast-paced to still be like super boring. Like, I just didn't give a shit about anything.
3: Yeah, you had it written all over your face, to be honest. Yeah, because yeah. i
2: groaning. i'm not sure if that has to do with the actual story because i haven't read the book so the actual like books could be like far far better i feel like some of it is probably down to the execution but there was so much in the film where i was just like yeah i think this is kind of dumb
3: yeah i mean if if what we're going by is correct then there's no way that you could make a film from three books in an hour not even two hours and even Mm -hmm. like
2: there's things in the film that it's obvious they took from the book where even just watching how they executed it i was kind of like yeah i I don't think this really works as a film like don't think this really can work on screen like the whole idea of the noise this thing where your thoughts like coming out of your head and obviously max you were saying that in the books it's like overpowering like people walk past and all you can hear and see is like this noise whereas in this film they seem to pick and choose when the noise come out which Mm -hmm. makes no sense and like i feel like that's something that you can't really do properly without the film being like super obnoxious and loud and unbearable which like just makes me think what's kind of the point yeah like shouldn't
3: shouldn't the theory be if that's how it's described in the books, if you really wanted to make the film and commit to it, make it as horrible sounding as you can, because why put music in it? Just make everything noisy. There's just nothing but noise.
0: Yeah, I don't even know, like, make it as horrible sounding as possible. I think just... Th- that was a big problem I had with the movie, was that they pick and choose when people think, but it's supposed to be just this constant stream of... like, lo- And maybe it gets louder when like people are thinking different things, or maybe it gets quieter uh, when they're like, a bit calmer, or if they're in a different part of the world, Uh, but it's always, it's never quiet, and in the books it definitely has this emphasis on it being never quiet, there is never a moment where there's not some form of noise, even like the animals have noise, they have thoughts coming out of them, and you're not supposed to be able to see it, uh, it's just like this auditory thing that's just constantly present. And one thing I didn't really mind about the movie was like the liberties it took with sh- showing the noise. Uh, like it's got like this kind of like weird cloudy bubble, purpley blue sh- shit around their heads. I didn't really <laughs> mind that so much, but it's what they do with it that irks me because you know, and and the thoughts that come out of these people's heads. Not only is it poorly written from, like, a technical standpoint, it's... They they just go, and now he's not thinking. So we can have a quieter moment. But it's like, that's not how thoughts work. And these thoughts that they have are so linear. It's like, like I'm going to do this. Oh, no, I'm going... Oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, look, who's there? This. And it's not like... Thoughts are very... Like, when you think, it's not like this linear structure and you there were like multiple things going on at once. And that's something the books get down very, uh, and I hate to compare the, the two because they're not the same thing really. And I, I never thought that this was really going to work. And I just, um, I even felt like it it wasn't going to work at all. And yet I'm still disappointed in it, you know? And I felt yeah. like throughout it, you know, Chris was huffing and puffing. He was really not having a good time. <laughs> he was I, not. <laughs> I kind of took the, my enjoyment where I could find it, but yeah. I was still was quite bored with it. And I just I felt like if I... I just felt like I was watching it for, from a completely different perspective than you guys. And I still am able to be kind of objective in a sense where I can say, yeah, this is pretty bad. They didn't do this very well. Sometimes I'm, I think, yeah, actually that was pretty well done. Like there's... um. I'm sorry to keep going on, I want you guys to talk about it a bit Uh, but there's like a whole thing in these books where like there's this native race that the humans have come to the new world and basically wiped out and they're called the Spackle and we see one of them in this whole movie and then Todd tries to kill it and then he's like nah, never mind. And then it runs away and then we never hear from that again.
2: Yeah, I felt like so much of what happens in the film was just inconsequential to the plot like the whole idea of the noise I feel like that doesn't really add anything to the plot like you could have taken it all out and like nothing really would have been different there's like the spackle if you took that out like nothing would be different there's loads and loads of characters who are just kind of there and if you took them out I don't think anything would have changed it's just everything feels pointless
3: I think this might be so obviously, because me and Chris haven't read the books, there might be some sort of like um uh, understanding that me and Chris don't technically have because obviously there's you know a rhyme and reason to everything that goes on in that book and you know the place and the little native people and you know whatever the fuck's going on but um I just w I just don't understand why like hardly any of it was explained. Like for people like me and Chris who haven't read the books, I feel like nothing was established for us. If you've already read the books, you're disappointed, but if you haven't seen well, if you haven't read the books, you just don't know what's going on, basically. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: They go straight in with it. Yeah. They don't explain anything whatsoever. No.
3: It's
1: just like yeah. you
0: can hear people's thoughts and that's and it's like you gotta what? get on board with it immediately. Yeah. They don't and try do to you- explain anything about why things are this way.
3: Yeah, do they explain that in the books? Like why they have this Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is what I mean. Like, why don't they just...
0: I I honestly don't think
2: that's always necessary in a film if they execute everything else well. Like, if sure. they suck you into the universe well and keep the story going without explaining things, as long as it's executed well, I'd never normally have a problem with that. But it's when they don't really do anything well... And they leave all this mystery and confusion in the film. That's where I have a big problem with it.
3: Yeah, this is kind of what I mean. Is, I'm, Obviously, this has happened in films before, and I do kind of like things being explained to me because I am a bit of a dummy dum-dum. But in this film in particular, nothing was explained. <laughs> and I don't know well, whether Chris felt movies, that as well.
0: You know, movies need to have exposition. Like I need to understand sort of something. They need to have exposition. otherwise. Like, what are you doing? It's just basically like, we're showing some shit, and it's like, we don't even have a plot. I feel like this was quite plotless. It just kind of led, the, it was like Doug Lyman was like holding Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland's hand, just like running them through this straight line where they had to get to the end. And then when it got to the end, I was like, wait, wait a minute, we're at the end of the third book. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Wait>, yeah,
3: you- <laughs> wait, what? It, it was like you turned around and you just went, right, we're right at the end now. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, we're well, right at the end. And then you checked how long was left, and there was only like eight minutes left or something. You were like, how have they done this? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
2: yeah because didn't they, like, yeah. didn't they do the entirety of the second and third books in like half an hour? Yeah,
3: because the first pretty much um, hour went on for like the whole first book. So well, as Max um, pointed out, obviously, I don't have a clue.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first book, I haven't read these books in quite a while, like a few years now, but I'm pretty sure the first book ends, or at least the second book begins, with them finding other people outside of this uh, one town. And they're on the run for a very long time. But in this movie, it's like two scenes where they like go to the forest, and then like Tom Holland's like, oh, I wish I could kiss Daisy Ridley. And then <laughs> she sees that in his noise, and she's like, ew, go away. Go sleep on the ground. <laughs> And then that's it. And then they go and they see some other people and they're like, oh my God, there are other people out here. We're not the only ones alive in, in my small town. And then there are women too. Oh, oh, okay. That was supposed to be this huge reveal, but I, I felt nothing from it. Like, absolutely nothing.
3: And isn't like the second book the only one that's credited in the, um, ty- um, in the credits? Did it, or did I just not like look close enough? I swear only the second book was mentioned.
2: Yeah, only one it was like based oh. on this book. Yeah, it was the second book. I think book. it was the first one.
0: I
3: the thought Knight it was the second sequ- one. Yeah, is that the second book or is that the first one? That's the first one. one. Oh, okay. Now, that makes more sense then because most of that book was done in that. Yeah, sense. within
0: like the first half hour. And that's why I was so confused. And then oh, like we get what? to the end and we have like Mad Mickelson as this uh May Apprentice character who's supposed to be this huge imposing figure who has his head switched on he can control his noise it's very hard to understand what he's thinking because he's learned to use the noise for his own benefit whereas other people are sort of a bit more s- scattered with with their thoughts and they can't really uh order it very well he's just this super creepy and like intimidating dude in the books and like he's always after them he's always like catching up with them and he only dies in like the last book and when he died in this i was like oh <laughs> uh, it's been yeah. an hour are you really <laughs> and then i switched and i looked and i was like oh there's 10 minutes left
3: yeah it was really anticlimactic that death to be honest
0: it was really bad
3: Yeah. It was really
0: bad. I like It
3: happened in a flash as well.
2: (sighs) It wasn't quite as bad as um that guy (laughs) Daisy Ridley sets on fire who just casually walks away and you never see him again. (laughs) The, uh, i must have i must have missed the, that I don't, <laughs> <That's yeah. hilarious. laughs> I don't know what i don't know what you mean she just like sets him on fire and he doesn't like react or anything just slowly walks away and you like she just sits there like okay it's over now and you yeah. never hear or see him <laughs> again
3: and the man's on <gasps> <What? laughs> fire jesus what the he fuck was f'reanished. up with that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: what was the purpose of him even coming in
1: nothing
2: like, but what? that's what he's i mean there's like, there he's like he's nothing own in own this world? film had a purpose. No, but he's like Which just on his so own. Mad.
0: He's wandering through the forest, and like one of the first scenes, he's in that he just goes up to Todd and like smacks the shit out of him. And then we like don't see him for a while, and then he's just like, "I'm gonna follow these guys away from the town who are who are following them." Like the town have their own group, and they're following them on the horseback. With some have rifles, and some have like I don't know halo guns, and, and then he's yeah. like oh, I'm going to catch you, Todd. And they go over, like, these, like, rapids, and I have no idea what what his problem was. (laughs) I don't understand what the hell he was doing. And then he's like, there's this one part where, like, they're going over the rapids, and then Todd has a dog, and then the dog dies. And then I, like, blink, and I'm like, wait, what happened? And then Todd's, like, sobbing. He's like, oh, he's dead, but he's thinking it. I'm like, wait, what? When did the dog die? <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh yeah, that was weird. I didn't even see the dog die. I just remember him going No, Minifa. He's dead. And I was like, "What?" But I didn't even care. We hadn't even
0: like ba- we really hadn't been introduced to the dog at all. And the dog's quite a character in the Excuse books, me. So that
3: dog is adorable. Yeah, you saw the Sharpay
0: movie, but in... <laughs> Okay. I, I, I just <laughs> you got to like introduce these things
2: i don't think any character was really introduced or developed at all
3: yeah i agree like, i didn't really? care
2: about any characters like daisy ridley's character was just literally like a plank of wood like they tom all could holland's have died. character i guess kind of had a bit of personality but i think that was only just because i think tom holland is a kind of charismatic person but even then i don't mm-hmm. think he He's great in this movie. Yeah, I'm
3: telling you now, like I no was saying, really great right, in this movie, right, they? right at the end of the film, that well, obviously before we found out it was the end of the film, I was like, these two characters, blah, 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 blah. these two people could die right now and I wouldn't give a shit. No, I just didn't that. I didn't feel anything for them. Like, was I supposed to care Who about knows? them? I suppose I was.
2: I do think Mads Mickelson's all right in the movie.
3: Oh, he's, all, he's great in everything, though. He's a know? fantastic well, not, actor. He well, a maybe great actor. Not so much,
2: but... He's great in everything. I don't think this is one of his better roles. No. But I do think he still is like the only person really trying and seeming to have some fun with the character. What?
0: Yeah. If this movie were done right, I still would have picked him. He's so yeah. good. He's such
2: he a fantastic like, fits, actor. He's cool. He fits the villain role really, really well. It was like one of my favourite things about Rogue One.
3: I swear he's always yeah. a villain in like almost everything he's in. I could be wrong because
0: he's so good at it. Yeah, unless it's like directed like by a, Thomas Winterberg, then yeah, he's and like, like a, good a sad guy, character. But you like hate that he's been put through shit. Yeah, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I was just, I was, yeah, I was pretty upset with this movie. It was like even more disappointed than I thought I was going to be. And like, it's supposed to be like this grand epic sci-fi thing. I almost would have wanted it to be if not a trilogy of movies, then like a mini series with like three parts because the world is so expansive and it's very interesting. Like he, Patrick Ness wrote even like three more short stories to accompany these books. And, you know, when you're reading the books, it just, it goes into like every little detail and yeah, I'm actually like uh, listening to the audio book of the first book uh, now and it's they're like just on the run but it's like it happens pretty fast but like you understand why it's happening you understand who todd is as a person and who like the people that he surrounds himself with are they he's got like two guys that he lives with who like basically adopted him and then like in the movie like one of them gets shot and you're like who was that guy and like why is like who are these people and who are they to him and then he's like that was my son and then you learn later that he wasn't his son, but he's just like, that's what he meant to him. And then there's like this horrible fucking exposition scene where they go to this village and then Todd's like, oh yeah, I got my, uh, my mama's diary was given to me, but I can't read. I'm not a good reader because they burned all the books. So I can't read. And then Daisy Ridley's like, uh, here, I'll read to you. And then it's, it takes like like a minute and then suddenly it's supposed to be this huge plot twist where, like, he finds out that his town and everybody he knew lied to him. But there was supposed to be, like, this great kind of spackle war with the native uh, tribespeople and, like, they, they brought the noise to them, was basically the concept. And then this is turned on its head when they find out that, actually, that it was, like, the, the men who killed the... Uh, the spackle and made them extinct and, like, the women uh, died, I think. I don't know how. But they don't even know how, really. I don't really know what to say about this movie anymore.
3: I'm over this.
0: It was incredibly frustrating for me. <laughs> oh, you're like that part where was like, oh, have you never seen Rain before? When, like, Viola, oh, played by she, Daisy literally Ridley, she's, just like, so fascinated she... by Rain. You're like, yeah, yeah, I... <laughs> she like just told you that she was born on the ship, that she was in <laughs> in space. Like we just we just saw her come from a ship from space. and Now you're asking if she's never seen rain before. There's no rain in space, Todd.
3: You're telling me yeah. you've never eaten fish before?
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the writing sake. in this film is so bad. Like all the dialogue is appalling,
0: terrible.
3: Oh, my favorite is I'm Todd Hewitt. I'm Todd Hewitt. I'm Todd Hewitt. I'm Todd Hewitt. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah,
0: like, supposed to be something in the in the books that like grounds him and it's supposed to like stop other thoughts coming up and like people seeing it but it's handled so poorly in this movie and they don't explain why he's doing it you're supposed to know he's just repeating his name over and over again it's so like janky I'm
3: I'm convinced that this film was actually just for people who have read the books and would understand and be no disappointed one. in it this it's film is no for one. no one <laughs> bit harsh but true i would say yeah
0: they had to like delay it it was like in production nightmare so like what? i don't know i guess just along the way like first of all why doug lyman like i don't mind him as a director really but like uh, like really i would rather have had like literally anyone else i literally <laughs> quite, don't know who he is honestly. he did the born identity
2: yeah. oh
3: dear god <laughs>
2: Did, he did that, Edge of Tomorrow? Um, Edge of Tomorrow, that Tom Cruise film that's like groundhog day but an action mm. movie. Oh
3: dear God. That was awesome. No, day. I that's, guess that's a that's a, the it's the an boys. instant no from me. It's a bit of a weird direction for him to go in, isn't it? For him to do these well, weird like I action just... films. <laughs> I, mean,
0: well, I don't know. But this is not
3: Oh yeah, he
2: also did Phil... Jumper, that um yeah, Hayden yeah. Christian movie.
3: Oh hell yeah! Films hilarious. I just don't I'm think this story it, fits
0: his style. Really, that's what
3: I think. That's what I meant to mean. Like when I when I was saying that last sentence, but it just nothing ever comes out in the way that I want it to.
0: That's a fitting uh, summary of this movie. Just didn't come out the way I wanted it to.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all thinking the, the,
0: it. Like the box office takings were like s- so horrendous.
3: They were so Ooh, bad. Like,
0: like, it was like a hundred million dollars. And it only took in like 21 million.
3: I think it was, wasn't it 29? Still not good, but.
2: Yeah, know. to be fair, I think pretty much every film is tanking at the moment. I don't think even mm. if they
0: released it like now, it would have done well at all. If they had released it as a miniseries on Netflix, it would have been fine. Oh, yeah, definitely.
3: They probably should have. They shouldn't have that. Well, I mean, if it, it was the this, this same quality, like
0: then probably not, but. No. <laughs>
3: They should have just split it up and just took their time with it.
2: But they didn't care. No, I know, it. but... That's the, the but main why, thing.
3: Because if you did really want to make a series out of it, because, come on, that's a cash cow that you can milk. There's three books, you can do that.
0: But, like... Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. I don't know why, yeah, then why they decided do it? to yeah. smush all these books into one movie. Like, isn't, like, like, the trend these days to actually have, like, a franchise?
3: Yeah, exactly. And Lionsgate
0: bloody need one right now. They have, like, basically nothing. Yeah. And
3: this is why they have basically nothing because they keep letting this happen.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think like the young adult, like sci-fi sort of thing, is kind of dying now. Anyway, like we long past yeah. like the Hunger Games and the Maze Runner and all those series. I, so
3: I've never been into I, any of that. D-
2: yeah, I can't imagine this would have done well regardless of when it came out. Yeah, Maybe if it time. came out.
3: Yeah, if it came out in that yeah in that time of like yeah, the Hunger if it Games maybe so
2: then if it came out when it first went into development then it would have probably done really well, but because it's taken so long to come out and it's completely missed any sort of like hype train that it could have jumped on, I don't think it that, really stood much of a chance.
3: Saying that it probably wouldn't have done that well anyway because people who would have read the books and would have done the same thing that Max had done and been like, what on earth is this?
2: I don't know, yeah. I think people would have wanted to see it because of Daisy Ridley and
0: Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. And Matt well, yeah. and Nick Jonas.
3: Yeah. Good point. Do you know what, that actually just brings me back to the point that Max was talking about earlier. There is, there is literally, how old is Tom Holland and how old is Nick Jonas meant to be? Because if they were meant to be different ages, I'm um, not really seeing it, it, to be fair. In this movie,
0: yeah. it doesn't matter. In the no. books, they're 12 and maybe 14. Yeah, whereas Nick Jonas is like in his 30s and
2: Tom Holland's like 25.
3: Yeah, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> just funny. F-
0: just fucked from the word go, I think. Can
3: we um, rate this movie out of t- Todd Hewitt's? I know he said Tom Hewitt's name I don't know who that is.
0: Yeah, Todd Hewitt's, sure.
3: <laughs> Wahoo. Wow. Uh,
0: I can't even remember what I gave it.
3: I do. I Did vague you? I vaguely just remember I remember the first two okay. films. Okay.
2: Um, yeah. I wouldn't recommend this. I I was like kind of excited to watch it only because like obviously your movie sucks and um the Sardonicast podcast both reviewed it and they made it seem really funny, like the way they were talking about it and saying it was a mess. So I was like, Oh, it's gonna be like a so bad it's good movie but it just wasn't. It was just boring and dull and like I feel like there's actual potential in the story and I would be interested to read the books at some point because although I don't think a lot of it was super great I do feel like there there's something there Um but yeah not a fan
0: of this movie gonna give it 3 Todd Hewitts out of 10 Yeah, most of what I feel works about this movie works better in the books and I don't mind some of what they do in the movie really but it's very slim pickings I think and the more I think about it the more I do kind of hate it I mean it honestly yeah. offended me it genuinely offended me <laughs> and I don't often get offended by movies but this is something this was a series that was like very dear to my heart I think and now I have gone back and uh, <laughs> I'm listening to the audiobook of the first book now um, I would recommend the books but I feel like if you watch this movie, you probably wouldn't bother. But, yeah, I mean, those books are decent. They're, they're, they're good books. And uh, Patrick Ness is a good writer. He was, I mean, the, he was credited as a writer on this. He just wasn't... It didn't show at all. I'm pretty sure Charlie Kaufman was brought in in like the very, very early stages. I mean,
2: Yeah, he wrote a draft, and they didn't use any of it, and he was fired from the project. Who yeah, was sounds it?
0: About right. Charlie Kaufman.
3: Oh, poor guy. So,
0: yeah, just uh, uh, remake it again and uh, do it better, guys. I don't, I, I don't even want it to be remade. I don't want anything from this. I just wanted the books. I didn't want this to be made into a movie at all. I just, I feel like the books are so their own thing. It's this like yeah. whole like corporate thing of we have to make books into movies to to make money. I don't, I don't like it. Um, and I don't like this movie, so I'm going to give it a three Todd Hewitts out of ten.
3: I mean, it did actually kind of... I mean, it did kind of suck, but I kind of thought that going into it, because obviously me and Chris had seen the Your Movie uh, Sucks special on it, and we were like, okay, this could be like... R- well, we actually thought it could be really funny, but it just... I mean, it wasn't funny, really, but... um. Yeah, I mean, I've seen worse films, but obviously I can't be offended by it because I haven't read the books. I'm not particularly emotionally drawn to any of it. It was just kind of like a film that was just kind of like there. So i give it a f- four Tom Hubert out of ten. Nailed yeah. it. I <laughs> had to pick up a Nailed name halfway it. through, yeah. so. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, <laughs> that's that. Uh, now we're going to get on to some uh, epic movies uh, that we watched. Uh, some Disney movies. The first one is called Lilo and Stitch, and then the th- the other three are also movies
3: <laughs> <laughs> from that world.
2: <laughs> Can you take even it away, call Chris? them movies? Not even like yeah, an hour long. and a half. They're <laughs> like an hour long. They're short, short. films. Yeah. Yeah. So we started off with the Disney animated classic Lilo and Stitch from 2002 directed by Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlois also known as the guys who did the How to Train Your Dragon movies um the film's all about an alien who's in a he's a genetic experiment called Stitch who is he, after being imprisoned he escapes and runs away he crash lands on Hawaii in like on planet earth in Hawaii And he is on the run, basically, and there's two aliens coming after him and to hide from him. He pretends to be a puppy and is adopted by a young girl called Lilo, who is kind of like a really she's like a weird kid who doesn't really have any friends and she's lonely Um, and they become friends. And as he is like this evil monster who constantly wrecks things, she kind of teaches him all about loyalty, friendship and love. And slowly as the film goes on, he gets better and better. Yeah.
3: Uh I love this movie.
0: What do we all think? Love, love, love. This movie's maybe my favourite Disney movie. I love it. Honestly, it's fantastic. Um... Cry so much. It's so emotional. We're all like sat there crying. It's like uh, these more pfft. emotional beats come in. <laughs> Darcy. Speak, for the,
3: speak for the pair of yourselves, <laughs> mate.
0: Darcy wasn't crying. She had no reaction. She was like, whatever.
3: Do you so know, you know no, done. I actually I know I thought it was really cute. Well, I just kept saying, aww all the time. I actually thought it was like a really cute like film. I've I i have not watched it since I was a kid, so I didn't really like go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be like that great Lilo and Stitch film, but oh my God, it was the great yeah. Lilo and Stitch film. So did we all
2: watch this when we were younger?
3: Yeah, I just don't oh, remember yeah, I did. I watched it once, yeah. I think, ever.
2: Yeah, I um, I remember I wanted to see it in the cinema, but my cousin who I was going with was terrified of Stitch, so we didn't go. We watched Looney Tunes back in action instead, Stitch and that terrified cute. her, so we had to leave.
3: He's a blue koala bear. um, But we
2: eventually got Lilo and Stitch on DVD when it came out. And I've still got that DVD, actually. But I used to just watch it all the time because I loved it so much. Oh, so cute. And I hadn't seen it since I was probably like 10-ish. I remember I watched all the sequels when they came out. And the last one was like 2006, I think. And it must have been around about then, the last time I watched the first Lilo and Stitch. And rewatching it I just I couldn't believe how incredible it actually is. Like this mm. is like like you said, this is one of my favourite Disney
0: movies now. It's just so great. It starts off with like this super sick scene where Stitch like breaks out of prison. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I like that. Epic.
0: <laughs> And it like establishes the stakes. It's like, oh, this dude is insane. He's crazy. He's like spitting on people, and he's saying this weird alien language. And everyone's like, oh my god, he's so naughty. Like, and then- <laughs> <laughs> he has to like escape, and it's just this like really elaborate like thing, which just this little like koala bear, blue koala bear thing, just like destroying everything. And then he escapes, and you're like, whoa. And then it goes, um into this great song and then like the fish come on screen and you're introduced to like Hawaii and uh I think Lilo has a character and it's just such a fantastic transition and especially I like um all like the parallels that are drawn between her and Stitch like oh Stitch bites um like that guy Gantu and he's like oh does this look infected to you and then back on Hawaii uh Lilo bites Myrtle, who's the bully, and then uh, Myrtle says, "Does this look infected?" And I'm like, "Whoa! Look at these parallels. It's like they're they're drawn to each other. They're kind don't of you made think, for each other."
3: Don't you think it's kind of funny how in the first like ten uh, minutes of this movie alone, more is established than in the whole of *Chaos Walking*? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah
2: well, there's the introductions and setups. Of these characters are great. I especially love how they introduce Lilo and just like yeah. it's very basic. Like they show her obviously swimming with the fish she feeds one a peanut butter sandwich she comes into the dance thing and like in a very short period of time you're kind of introduced to who she is as a character her personality all this stuff and it doesn't in such a like does it so quickly but in such an effective way where you completely get the character there's never a point where you don't understand the character or anything like that I think it's really impressive how they do it
0: yeah she's like getting bullied by these kids and she's like they're my friends (laughs) so you kind of you kind of understand that she's like quite a lonely character i think that she can only find like people uh through just like she's surrounded by people who don't really like her and then like her only real friends are like people who she can't like her sister nanny uh who who has to like work and she's not always there uh just love love their dynamic as well nani and uh, lilo i think they like a real like powerful uh, disney duo I think one of the standouts for me um but then stitch also doesn't have any friends so he got to go into the ship he's gonna crash onto the, um <laughs> there was a really funny scene where there was, like stitch is going through Earth's atmosphere, and then Lilo sees it, thinks it's a shooting star. She like pushes Nani out of the room, and then prays t- the for the for God to like send her an angel. And then it's like smash cuts to Stitch doing this like maniacal laugh as he like <laughs> c- creeps out of the the hole with like this green glowing light, and he's just like cackling. It's hilarious.
2: Yeah, it is great. The film is so funny, Like I don't actually remember it being quite as funny as this. I swear, with like a lot of kids' films that you probably found funny as a kid, a lot of the time you rewatch them as an adult, and you're like, "This is so cringy," but this is like has some genuinely really great, yeah, well-timed really funny.
0: comedy. It's so good. There's like that part where um, Lilo gets Stitch from the uh, the the dog pound, and like he, he, she brings him home, and then um he's just like being a menace, and then Nanny's like. Like kicking him away and then Lilo says, like, be careful with the little angel and then Stitch just like bites his legs and then turns him into a ball and then starts rolling around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I also love all the bits with like Lilo where she like especially early on where she's like being a massive diva and like listening to Elvis
0: like just like lying down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just she's so, so melodramatic.
0: Just leave me here to die. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's not my favorite thing.
0: Yeah, great use of Elvis Presley in this movie. This is yeah. like obviously. I mean, this is known for its like Presley presence, I guess. And she Lilo loves Elvis Presley, and she tries to teach Stitch to be like a model citizen through like the teachings of Elvis Presley and his music. I really, I love all that like that whole montage where like she's trying to make him good, so he's like putting on these shows and like. They have to follow nanny around because she's doing job applications. It's really funny. Yeah, I love that bit. This film got me into Elvis when I was a kid, and
2: I remember listening to Elvis all the time afterwards. It's like a big part of like kind of me getting into music properly. So I have this film to thank for that. Aww. Yeah,
0: it's some fantastic music, honestly. Yeah, there's that great I- gag where like sh- uh, Lilo wakes nanny up, and then um. She's like, watch this, and like, she's got a vinyl on a, uh, a vinyl record on the on the player, and then she like puts stitches finger nail on the uh, on the vinyl, and then opens his mouth, and then the music starts to play. That's absolutely yeah. genius. I love that bit. <laughs> that hilarious. bit is so
3: great.
0: I also love all the
2: Hawaiian music in the film, and like the score and stuff. All of that stuff is really
1: great. Also, yeah, Alan Silvestri does it again. Yeah, did a great job with this movie.
0: I think there's a lot to do with like Hawaii as like a concept uh in this movie. I think there's a lot of focus on like finding your own family and like family as a whole and then making one of your own. And I feel like in the background there's like all these tourists that come in and I think that's like a big problem that Hawaii kind of had. Or like still maybe is having where like they're not treated properly or like tourists just come and they come to see the sights, and then like stitch does a little dance or whatever. And they like start crowding around him and start taking pictures and he goes insane. He starts like, and then like the beach has to be deserted because he's gone crazy. But it's like, like you came up to him and you ruined what he was doing. And that's like a big, it's just a big part of this movie. I think And like every opportunity they just like ruin a tourist Day, I really love that. Yeah. Maybe Mark Zuckerberg should have watched this film before he tried to kick all those Hawaiian people off that island. He should have known.:
3: I actually have no idea what that meant.:
0: Oh, you don't know. Oh. I, I, hmm. Well, Mark Zuckerberg, he was like trying to buy it, <laughs> like, he was trying to make a load of mansions on this like plot in Hawaii, but to do it, he had to kick a load of uh, native people off of their land. And it but he still went ahead and did it anyway. Oh. And there was like that infamous boy. picture of him surfing on the Hawaiian beaches with like his face is completely white.
3: Oh man, he's such a great guy. Such yeah. a great wall model.
0: I love um
2: all the character designs in the film. I feel like everyone just has a very distinct personality filled look. Especially like all of the aliens, like they all look very, very unique and you can tell so much about who they
0: are just from how they look. Yeah. You got you got Stitch who's obviously the the the, the OG who's awesome. Such yeah. a fantastic design. We were talking about like Yoda as a design in the last episode. Um I just think when you get like a really good design or like you get like really good artists to like map out these different characters, those are the things that stay in people's minds this this movie so much about it is so memorable. all these different uh like voice actors you know, going in just like making the characters their own, like Ving Raims is a uh cobra bubbles. he's fantastic. Yeah. I think he's got like this really great, low baritone voice. He's always showing up when they don't want him
2: to. yeah, he's great. You can also tell from like the character Pleakley, exactly what sort of mm-hmm. character he's going to be just from looking at him, like this huge, tall, scrawny thing.
3: No, Pleakley's yeah. called Wendy, right? I thought Pleakley was a Yeah, but female. that wasn't in the first film. No, <laughs> it just went really quiet. I was like, um, I'm just <laughs> I'm just reading up on, on the second film, to be honest with you guys, because...
1: What, oh, Stitch do
2: or Lilo and Stitch 2?
3: <laughs> Lilo and Stitch 2. Only because oh, I didn't okay, actually watch...
2: It. Well, we'll talk about that in a bit.
3: Yeah. Oh no, it's because I might have to introduce it. So I was just looking at what it actually was about. Fair enough. <laughs> Crack on.
0: But he's like, I thought he might be like annoying, but he kind of wasn't. I I I quite liked him. He was like, no, you can't uh, like shoot the people. They're what the mosquitoes feed on. We have to protect the mosquitoes. They're in danger like species.
2: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And I love when Cobra Bubbles at the end says that he taught um, the aliens that came down. The mosquitoes were an endangered species. Yeah,
3: absolute hero. I like the fact that his name's Bubbles.
2: Yeah, I think um, Lilo is honestly one of the best like child characters in any film. She's so cute. It's not just that, but she like feels like a real child, like the way she talks and acts, does like exactly how a real child acts,
0: which I feel like does you don't is. really
2: get a lot in films.
0: Yeah, she's like throwing tantrums, like she she bickers with nanny and like nanny bickers back. I Think there's like this whole thing about them losing their parents. They they the, all they have is each other, and I think it's a very Realistic dynamic between the two, where like it's not like Nanny's her mother. She's not Lilo's mother, but in some ways she kind of has to be. She has to fill that parental role because she's so much older, and she has she has to like get a job and uh, do all these things that really she shouldn't have to, but because of their circumstances, she does. Um, I just think, yeah, really fantastic uh, dynamic between those two. Uh, they have some of like the funnier moments i think there's like where, the part where like she's trying to like restrain lilo and lilo just like licks her arm There's very like <laughs>
3: that's such a yeah <laughs> like,
0: I, I a childish thing to do like was a kid you just do like stupid shit like that <laughs> just to get out of being restrained yeah it's great or like she like when she sees the uh, falling star she she like pushes nani out and like slams the Door on her head, or like Nanny's shining, yeah. They're like, oh, the gravity its is pushing me down. And Lilo's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Stop being like this,
2: yeah. I feel like they're, they're also like some of the most realistic, like sibling characters in a film, as well. Like I can't remember, can't think of many
0: like siblings that act exactly how they act in real life, yeah. It's got to be written by people who know what it's like to grow up with siblings and to have that kind of rivalry but also understand that you, it's it only goes so deep because obviously they do love each other a whole lot. And then there's like the sad parts. <laughs> the sad, sad parts I think are like when Stitch leaves and the- I was like, oh. oh no, cause he's like so destructive and like he just doesn't belong there and you get this feeling that these two are so made for each other but maybe they're very similar Uh, maybe this is a kind of like opposite to track kind of thing but they are so similar that they do come to blows a lot and there is that like horrible sad part where like Stitch leaves and he takes the uh, the uh, ugly duckling book which he kind of like sees himself as he's like this ugly duckling who doesn't have a home he doesn't have like a everybody makes fun of him and then nobody likes him he doesn't have friends so he goes out he brings his book, he goes out into the rain, <laughs> and he opens the book up. And then there's a page on the book that says that uh, the ugly duckling goes, I'm lost. And then Stitch says, I'm lost. I was like, oh,
3: oh, No! Oh, oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> so sad.
0: That was the saddest part of the movie.
3: <laughs> it is
2: a very emotionally charged movie, which I feel like the best Disney movies
0: are. Yeah. For sure, and it's not just like, oh, I'm lost in terms of, I I went out into the forest and now I can't find where I'm supposed to go. It's like I'm lost. I'm on this foreign planet. I don't know anyone. I was just like born like yesterday. I have absolutely nothing. I'm I'm lost. I have I have nothing, and that's also like a thing that's kind of mirrored in Lilo, where she kind of she feels the same way. And yeah, she has Nani, but maybe. Maybe in like a few days she won't because uh, she might be taken away because Nani doesn't have a job and like the house keeps blowing up.
2: Yeah. So apparently, um, this movie they made it on a lower budget than a lot of the other Disney movies at the time because this came out in this period of time. It was after the big nineties renaissance where their films were like just massive box office failures. So they intentionally made this on a far lower budget than anything else but despite that i think this has some of the best looking animation in any disney movie like it just all looks incredible like i love the usage of like the watercolor painted backgrounds and like the way the characters blend into them there's also quite a lot of blending of like 3d and 2d animation all of which is completely seamless like it the whole film like animation wise just looks beautiful it mixes
0: well for sure you feel like maybe maybe sometimes in other movies, if you like paint a background, you could feel like that's separate from what's going on in the foreground, uh, or like you can tell. And so yeah, you can tell like in this movie even there's like a part where like Nanny's searching for Lilo in the house, and she's like hiding behind this pizza box, and you can tell that's where she's hiding because like the rest of it, it looks like 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 watercolor or like it looks more. Like painted, then, and, and this one looks like hard animation. So, like, you can tell that's where she is because that's the thing that's like that's the layer that needs to move with the animation. But for the most part, I think it's pretty seamless, Uh and like, yeah, I don't even mind that honestly.
2: No, you got that with like a lot of the classic Disney movies. So for me, it just kind of yeah feels reminiscent of that, like the like really really old ones from like the thirties and forties.
0: Yeah. Back when Disney was still good, yeah. And apparently, actually, I don't um, even know like what what movies I've actually liked from Disney in the past few years.
2: <laughs> no,
0: yeah. Apparently, um, the this is
2: one of only two films that um, the Disney Animation Studios released in the two thousands that was like critically acclaimed and actually like made its money back. Yeah.
0: Oh, when did Treasure so- Planet come out?
2: The same year as this, but it was like a massive failure, and critics were quite mixed on it. That movie's good, I like that a lot. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, it's like this and Princess and the Frog were the only
0: the like, actual successful I films that from that film. decade. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one in a long time.
3: It's so good.
0: I like that. Um, when Lilo tries to get Stitch back after, um, <laughs> that it's like right at the end and the aliens are trying to take Stitch back because he's like a he's a menace and they have to put him in jail. Lilo's like, um, I adopted him for two dollars so I own him and you have to give him back otherwise you're stealing and it works. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's genius. There's it a lot of fun. great
0: like, gags like that. A lot of yeah, cool stuff like that. There's like the uh, the part where Lilo has to draw a, like an outline of Stitch on a piece of paper, and she's like, this is your badness level. She's just, like, coloured in a bunch of red. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, that's like that's that's next like... to no white left. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to teach you how to be good through the power of Elvis. Yeah. I love um the setting of the film,
2: like, not just it being in Hawaii, which obviously is great, But it also is like, it clearly takes a lot of influence from like the 1950s, especially that that big like Roswell alien sort of scare they had there, like a lot of the usage of like Elvis throughout and like the technology that they have in their house, as well as like the films that they watch, like how they watch the old 50s monster movies. It It seems that they're very indebted to that time. And it comes together really, really well while still feeling modern and not feeling dated at all. Yeah.
3: Do they ever like specify what, like period this film's in?
2: Um. Only in the sequels.
3: Did I miss that? What? What? What year is? What? What? Oh, I don't know. What year are they meant to be in? What in the sequels, battles, but... they
2: make it seem that it's modern
0: time. Eh. Yeah. It feels like it's modern day, honestly. Yeah. I got like cars, but not like anything like super. Oh yeah. I want. Yeah. yeah I, I want got, to got, have like, an like, Apple like store back time,
3: but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, it's just like this kind of rural type of area where everybody knows each other because Hawaii is so small. There's like that part where Stitch tries to like get off of Hawaii, but he can't go in the water, so he's just like cycling on this tricycle to like all the edges of Hawaii, but it's just this island that he can't get off of.
3: Yeah, Poor Stitch.
2: I um, I also love all the voice acting. I think everyone does a great job, especially um. Chris Sanders, who's one of the directors of the film, he did the voice of Stitch because he created Stitch as a character in like the 80s. He originally wanted to make this um, children's book, but the pitch was unsuccessful and he like just stuck with this character of Stitch for like almost 20 years. And he plays the, the character really, really well.
3: I'm a big oh, fan yeah. that he's managed to get it done into Lilo and Stitch because yeah. Stitch is so cute. I don't know. It's like one of those ideas that you kind of there are bigger things for it. I don't think it would have done as well in the children's book, but that's just me. I'm always ragging on like children's illustrations.
2: The thing is, you can you can really tell that this is a passion project. But I've seen so many like of the Walt Disney animated classics, as they call them, that have just felt Mm -hmm. so lifeless and like passionless and without any like love or care put into it like especially in this period where you had like Home on the Range and Chicken Little and that sort of shit Chicken where Little you could oh tell it was literally Lord. just like this manufactured shit that no one cared about whereas this film it really feels like they're putting like everything they have into it they're putting like so much care and love and attention into it and that's what I love about the very early Disney movies and like the Disney Renaissance movies as well
0: yeah yeah, it does feel like a passion project, and I think that's what Disney needs. Like especially now, they need someone with like a voice to say, "I have this idea," and then they like make that idea. I guess. Uh, and you know, Stitch is—he's honestly—he is super cute. He's an amazing character with amazing design. And um, just every time he's on screen, it's like there's never a dull moment really, because he's always he's always doing something. He's always up to mischief, or he's done some sort of gag, and. I just, I really, I do like a lot of those uh, older Disney movies where, like, where just, like, painstaking animation. They just draw every frame. This is still probably... And I really like, um, I don't know how I, like, said it a few times, but I really like that Alice in Wonderland movie from 1951. That's so good, and I just feel like there's, like, these different periods of Disney where like maybe you get a handful of like fantastic ones but now nowadays I really don't feel like there are any that measure up to those those early ones I just don't know if we're going to see it again
2: no I I would probably go as far as say this is their last great movie like they've definitely made good movie since this like I liked Frozen I liked Wreck-It Ralph Um, there's probably some others that aren't coming to mind that I did enjoy but there's not been any like under their animated classics line like from the main animation studios that I've thought is really great since this
0: yeah it's all like Pixar I'm just like going through it well they have really Frozen I didn't really like Frozen I didn't see Moana but apparently that was good yeah. I think people like that. Tangled. I just forget about all these movies. I right like Tangled. Dragon,
2: that <laughs> film. We talked about already.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about it. Did that new Mulan movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just don't think they don't really mean.
2: have any passion anymore. I do think Big they need Hero to six. get Yeah. I do think they need to get like a good creative team who are really passionate about the projects they're making. Like maybe bring back these directors because they got rid of them and they went to DreamWorks. Like, Chris Sanders made the first How to Train Your Dragon and The Crudes and Dean DeBloy did the first How to Train Your Dragon with them and then directed both sequels. Like, maybe yeah. bring them back because they clearly have a lot of care for what they make because those How to Train Your Dragon movies are fantastic.
0: They really are. Every time I tell people that, they're like, "No." I'm like, Why do not you watch them? I'm like, don't need to. Yeah, because I feel like just animation as a as a kind of medium gets a bad rap. And I think it feels people feel like it's for children, and it's not. It's and this movie, yeah, it's a kids movie, but you know, adults can enjoy it as well. I mean, I loved it. Um, there's no, yeah, we all did. There's no excuse for it. I feel like there's no excuse for like saying like, oh, you know what. Animation is just for kids. That's not true at all. And Disney, I feel that they feel like that nowadays. Like, oh, animation is just for kids, and they make their animated movies for kids, and that's why we're seeing like this kind of decline. Where I feel like they're not making family movies; they're making baby movies. Yeah,
2: definitely. It's a shame. I feel like we've had this conversation on the podcast so many times. Yeah, and I'll have it a million
0: more times. We're all very, very passionate
2: about animation. It's just a shame to see it not be treated the same way mm. that live action's being treated, especially by Disney at the moment.
0: Yeah. I saw Wolfwalkers the other month. You know who else was in that theatre with me? Like, no one. One family with like a child there, and that's it. And nobody saw that movie, and it was brilliant.
2: To be and honest, I feel market. like that was more down to do the fact that it was not
0: marketed at all. No, it wasn't. Not at all. But then, like, I don't know, what great animated movies have we seen lately? None from Disney. Yeah. like I think Souls, the only Soul one in the last least, couple yeah.
2: years I really liked. I just don't think these... At least from a big major studio, because there's like, things yeah, yeah. like I Lost My Body and Wolfwalkers oh, yeah. from smaller studios that are fantastic movies.
3: You just talk about cartoon yeah. films in general?
2: Yeah, just animated movies. Mm. Animated. Yeah, yeah, I Lost My
3: Body was shit. fantastic.
0: I really like that movie. Mm. okay uh, do you want to go on to the ratings yeah what are we going to rate this one out of do it out of pl- please pl- please
3: <laughs> okay
2: yeah um i love this movie so much i was really happy to finally rewatch it because it's been so long but this is a film i hold very close to me because i just adored it as a kid growing up it's definitely one of my favourite disney movies it like shot up um into like my top 50 favorite films um i just yeah love it so much gonna give it 10 pleakley's out of 10
0: yeah um yeah i love it and i even saw it uh, a few months back so i knew that i was gonna love it and i told you guys this movie's gonna be amazing and lo and behold it was uh I'll probably watch it again like even very soon honestly I really uh, do love it that much it's such an easy like watch for me Uh I put it on any time it's a great movie for kids and it's a great movie for adults too especially people like me and like us who grew up with uh, watching this movie um yeah brilliant thanks uh disney <laughs> you did it a bit Back in the day, <laughs> twenty years ago. Yeah, ten pluses <laughs> out of ten.
3: You finally did it. <laughs> it does really
2: upset me that this film came out nineteen years ago. We were old.
3: Oh wow, that actually hit me straight. Yeah, in there. Darcy
2: just died, and so
3: straight. I mean, ah, shit. Yeah, no, it's. I think it's just a testament to how old I'm getting as well. But um, yeah, it's another one of those things where it's like um, when we watched the High School Musical trilogy. And, you know, part of it was like, oh, you think you're going to like it for, like, uh, nostalgic reasons, but you don't. It's just a genuinely, like, great experience. Um, I actually probably would watch it again soon. I mean, I don't know how soon. but Right now. <laughs> right this second, we're going to turn off the podcast and watch Lilo and Stitch. Avoid
2: talking about the sequels just yeah. so we can watch the first one again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. We should have just watched the first one four times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, and also, no, I... I I loved it. It was such a cute, like wholesome film, like I feel like if you were really sad, this would be the film to just like cheer you up again. um oh, yeah I'd give it like a nine Wendy Pleakleys out of uh ten I actually, for fuck's sake, I keep oh, yeah. forgetting what I'm doing like halfway through my sentences.
0: That's all right. We've all been there
3: <sighs> every day, max, every day.
0: but what I would not watch every day is this next movie called Stitch the Movie. A movie yes. about Stitch.
3: It is about Stitch. <laughs> uh,
0: what happens in this movie? Um,
3: Can you tell me? Um,
0: <laughs> I've forgotten. I don't remember what happened in this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, it's been several years uh, since Stitch landed on Earth and made friends with Lilo. Very impressive now... considering
2: she hasn't aged a day.
0: Yeah but their lives are turned upside down by the arrival of captain gantu who kidnaps jumba to find out the location of his other 200 no 625 experiments they <laughs> have to save him 625 so he's 626 and and um there's there's um uh The electric one and the uh, sandwich one. And the sandwich one. (laughs)
3: Excuse me, sandwich one has a name.
2: No, he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have a name till the last one. Say, (laughs) yay, 625.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: Okay. And it came out in 2003. So
0: it's like the the next year, next year they made this movie and they're like, this will do something. It was directed by Tony Craig and Robert Gannaway.
3: Go on, Max. Say it. What I are you I think thinking? like the whole plot
0: of this movie is like Stitch wants like family and cousins, and I'm like, wasn't that the plot of the uh... first movie? You wanted a family, and uh, and then you got a family, and you realize that family is the family that you make, and not the. Okay, this movie is not good. No. I do not like this movie. Not one bit. <laughs> it is it was... basically it's the pilot to the TV show.
3: It was boring. Yeah. Sets up the
2: events of the TV show. Just gonna. And honestly, it could have been a 20 minute episode of the TV show. It could have been. It's an hour long and it actually could have been shorter. It's literally 60 minutes exactly. Can we just. And it could have been half. Can we just talk
3: about that? Like, it was an hour, but it felt like seven. Yeah.
2: I think out of all the films we watched, this felt the longest.
3: It really did. And it was the shortest, wasn't it?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it moves at a snail's pace.
3: It does. We like check
0: the time here. We we're like, we're only 15 minutes into this. <laughs> the problem is <laughs> there's just there's no
2: plot. It's just like a no. bunch of shit that happens. Nothing happens. <laughs>
0: And what makes it even worse is like like immediately, immediately the animation is worse. So we just got this huge downgrade where like it just looks janky and like the mouth movements don't match the dialogue and it just feels so much stiffer. It's it's honestly, it was yeah. like horrible to look at even.
2: pupil pupils
0: floating out of his eyeball. Yeah. Oh God. It's like a little yeah. button on his eyeball. Yeah.
2: The thing is, I feel like, They do, like, they remain with the, like, watercolour backgrounds and that look, they look all right. They don't look as good as they did in the first film, but they look fine. But the characters look terrible and they don't blend into it at all. And their outlines also look really weird. And jaggy. And, like, there's bits in the film where there's actually, like, things in the shot that are pixelated like, oh
3: my God. Like um, yeah. um, Only on features that they can use are like emphasized. So, like, they'll have like the painting of a door, but the doorknob will be like a completely different texture. So, yeah. And there <laughs> so was, there was one bit
2: where, like, there was like a door and a window, and the window was actually like a pixelated picture.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. it looked awful.
2: It, you can really <laughs> tell that this was not made to be watched
0: in HD. <laughs> it's so bad. No, it was made for like box TVs.
2: Yeah, I had it on DVD when it came out and I remembered a tiny, tiny bit about it. I mostly remembered there's a bit at the beginning where they're on the beach and Stitch is hiding and he jumps out in a, in a costume and he like just makes a sound. And I don't know why, yeah. but I had vivid like memory of that bit exactly. Yeah. And like apart from that, the only other bit I remembered was them throwing the experiments
0: all throughout. Hawaii, yeah. They and think all that of making the Stitch say, "Yeah, they think making Stitch say all these like alien words every so often is like cute, but it's not. It was like it was cute in the first movie, but now it's just like I know what you're doing. I know what you're yeah. doing, uh, Tony and Roberts." I understand. <laughs> to, I mean, it's it's a movie for babies, I get it, but it's like you couldn't have tried a little bit, but I, get, I don't even like really expect it. I'm not even angry with the movie. I don't even care. I just don't care because it's not yeah, a movie it, made for me and it's not a movie made for anyone really apart from just kids who can watch Colours and then their parents can just go, we are got to do some like cooking or something. Yeah, the thing is I don't think it, it
2: really counts as a film because it does feel like a episode of a tv show
3: i don't know why yeah. they decided to make that into a, a movie I, d- I don't understand why they couldn't have just like made it a one hour pilot episode and just yeah been just done like a one it. hour
2: special of the just, they why? don't even have to make it that long just make it like just a normal episode like they, 20 dra- 30 minutes
3: it really dragged on as well like they could have easily cut that down yeah and it would have been fine i
2: remember when the film started i was like okay this isn't that bad like i felt like some of the comedy none of it was funny but i didn't think it was like cringy like painfully bad then as the film went on and on and on like i just got so bored and it just became unbearable to watch
3: i actually don't remember anything that happened apart from like the beginning and the end i don't remember anything that happened in between if i
0: didn't have my notes i would not remember a thing
3: <laughs> yeah. See I should start making notes
0: I remember there
2: was like some action sequences For some reason and like Anytime Stitch like moved fast Like they blurred him To cut down on the amount of frames They had to animate Is that yeah, what is why try Yeah d- Well it's uh, d- for a kids show yeah, just don't It's got bother. a small budget Has to be done in a small amount of time just Of course they're not going to Just don't
3: make it the decision no, is Yeah, the decision is easy, just don't make it. It didn't need to be done.
2: They had to. They needed yeah. the money. This is Disney.
3: That, right, they, they, need need the the, <laughs> they need the money, do they?
2: They did back then to be fair. They
0: were actually really struggling in the
2: two thousands.
3: Oh man. To be fair. I don't feel d-
0: stupid like talking about it. I feel stupid talking about it. I'm like it doesn't really even deserve my time. Because they know. But no. everybody knows what this is. You know what it is. I know what it is. Why, why are we talking about it really i don't really care about it it's just like nobody, because, nobody's watched this movie in i don't know t- 20 years
3: i don't know because we spun a wheel and apparently we know yeah, we have to, to watch it yeah
0: dug the grave ourselves yeah. <laughs> exactly on no one else
3: no one on this po- everyone on this podcast if they were listening they've definitely <laughs> dipped out now they've gone i didn't watch that i'm out
0: <laughs> yeah something i noticed
2: um you know, any time like Stitch's <laughs> arms grow out and like his like, antennas that like, pop out of his head in the first film, there would be like a sound, like a weird, like yeah. like horrible sounding growth sound that like you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> that didn't happen in this film. Like his arms just popped out, and there was nothing.
3: <laughs> yeah, didn't make a bother. noise, did it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it... couldn't afford the sound
2: but like surely you could literally have just taken the audio clip from the original
0: movie and just spliced would, it in to take like work. 10 seconds work. Nah, they got to like load up another project. <laughs> no problem. No point. Yeah, they no point.
3: yeah, they actually have to get clips. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to do it.
0: You can also tell the voice
2: actors just don't care anymore. No. Yeah. like I don't think any of them are really good. Plakley is fucking annoying as hell in this film. I hated him them. so much. I don't think he was really that annoying in the first film, but the rest of them, I couldn't stand him. Especially the next one. But we'll get to that in a bit.
0: Oh. I don't even remember him. He <laughs> um, just annoying. What, in
3: the Stitch film? No, I don't really either. But then there was so much to forget about in the Stitch film that... Um, yeah, There's not a it's not like a to part remember. of the beginning
0: where like Stitch gets a chainsaw and he starts chainsawing things at the beach, and David's like, "Hey, that's my chainsaw!" But it's like, why'd you bring a chainsaw to the beach?
3: Oh yeah, that was weird. And like, all the animation looks really like it's it's a bit lazy. Like when when he's cutting through all these like pineapples and watermelons, and it's just literally like a green circle with a splodge of red inside. Like, didn't even bother to animate seeds? I was like, brilliant.
2: <laughs> I've got like a bit of trivia here, where it's where um, apparently they said like the reason for the film was because they wanted like something to come out in between Lilo and Stitch in the series. There would like the whole existence of it was not to focus on the experiment, but it was to like focus heavily on Stitch and like develop him as a character. But I don't they remember doing, them doing that anything. at all. They don't do anything with him in this film. He's barely in it.
3: He was only in it to remind the kids that Lilo and Stitch existed so that they would watch the TV show. That is the only purpose this thing serves. And it doesn't, because I forgot it. Yep. That's it. That's that's literally
0: it. (laughs) Should we go on to ratings?
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the all three of the sequels were barely gonna have anything to
3: say about it. Yeah, because they're all naff. Right. What did I even rate it? I don't even know. I'm gonna have to go back.
2: Actually um, no, I What were we gonna that? rate it out
0: of? Don't know six two fives.
3: Cool, six two fives it is.
0: Six two fives. The sandwich um, one
2: <laughs> The Sandwich One. Who eventually got a name.
3: I like his name.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this film sucks. Two six two fives out of ten. I don't have anything else to add to it.
0: Yeah, not good. Two six two fives out of ten.
3: <laughs> two six two fives out of ten.
0: We're just bolting to get
2: away <laughs> from, this from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Like no no commentary from me, boys.
2: Oh, what's the third one? Um, Nilo and Stitch two. Stitch has a glitch. Oh, Indeed.
3: Do you know what I I'm not introducing this because I didn't actually watch all of this. Yeah. Do you want me to introduce? No, go it? ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go
2: um. Ahead. Yeah, so this film is set in between Lilo and Stitch and um, Stitch the movie. Um, so technically it's a prequel. It's a direct sequel to the first movie um, in which everything's going well, everything's going happy, um, but there's a malfunction in Stitch where he basically Jumba didn't fully charge his molecules <laughs> when he was being made because he got interrupted. And because of that, he, his molecules are slowly depleting. And because of that, he keeps freaking out. He t- keeps going bad. He's glitching out. And um, at the same time, him and Lilo trying to make a, a hula dance for this big competition. But because of his destructive behavior... It keeps getting in between their friendship. That's kind of what the movie's about. And Jumba's trying to save him, their friendship. And I guess that's the film. <laughs>
3: Sounds yeah. good. How was it? No, I it was mean, better I know, than that
0: last one, but I still didn't really like it. I, I thought it was okay. I probably watched yeah.
3: like the first half an hour of it or so. I don't yeah. really um, know. You watched thoughts?
2: the majority of it. I felt like you watched like the first 45 minutes.
3: It didn't feel like it. I felt like nothing happened. I'd, maybe. Maybe I just wasn't paying any attention. I don't know. I don't
2: know, I, I know um, after you left, there was like a period where it kept Disney Plus kept crashing for like 10 minutes. Okay. We couldn't actually carry on watching the movie. I was actually... You um, shine it down. Over yeah, I was actually
3: hotspotting from my uh, mobile phone the whole time. I don't know whether it was like... Yeah, I think the internet must yeah. have been
0: playing. Yeah. It was having a glitch. Yeah.
3: everything is connected Max
0: yeah I just found this to be quite boring I didn't really I don't really remember it even there's like a whole subplot where like David is trying to get a date with Nanny, but like aren't they together I don't know it's they've been dating st- for three, st-
3: three so, weeks so, like, yeah they've remember? been dating
2: for three weeks and Pleekly's like the spark is gone because she keeps cancelling on him because her life is super busy and she doesn't really have time to go out on a date so Pleekly is like Listen what I'm what we're going to do here is I'm going to dress up as these girls and we're going to make her jealous and he keeps like they keep hanging out and he's completely like dressed up as a woman pretending to be someone else like getting all he, over him. He's quite distinctive it was unbearable.
3: though. When when you when yeah, you were, she, she's like I Nani, know it's you because Nani you have saw one it eye. Both times. Like
2: just... but it, those scenes were so unbearable. I hated them so much. I just, and I they just didn't need understand. to be in the movie. No, no they, they added pointless. nothing to the plot. They were just there for like comic relief, and they weren't funny. <laughs> could have been
0: an episode of the TV show. Like that it could, could have, have been a subplot in an episode. Yeah. You like that how Stitch is having so. his glitches, and then Lilo's getting progressively more upset with him because he just keeps going bad, and then but Jumba, he's trying to figure out what to do, but he never tells Lilo that it's not his fault. Yeah. I did think
2: that was a bit weird. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's anything stupid. I don't know. For me, the only thing I really liked about the film and what kind of made it somewhat enjoyable for me was I did actually like that there was a bit more heart in this movie. Like how you've got Lilo wanting to do this hula dance to kind of reminisce her mother who was also a hula dancer and she just wants to like do something incredible to really make her proud. That stuff I actually thought was like really sweet, and I liked all the stuff with Lilo and Stitch and their just their friendship, and like the guilt that Stitch was feeling because he was turning bad and he wasn't sure why. That stuff like made the film somewhat interesting and enjoyable for me. It was everything surrounding that that I didn't like.
0: Yeah, I didn't mind all that stuff, but I still thought it was quite unnecessary, and I just thought they kind of pulled this plot thread out of their ass. Just like, um, yeah, Stitch's molecules weren't charged, so now we're going to make a third movie about how his <laughs> molecules weren't charged. Like, okay. Oh God, what's the point? And like, like there brought- were like a couple of moments where like, there's like a part where Myrtle says that Lilo will never be like your, you'll never be like your mother, Lilo, and then like, Stitch, she, Lilo's already trying to like hurt her, and then Stitch is trying to restrain her, and then like she says that, and he's like. Ah, oh, okay, okay. He just like lets her go ham on her, and like starts taking pictures of them fighting. <laughs> that was actually funny.
2: Yeah, there's also there's quite a few montages in this film for some reason. Like, um, there's a montage of Lilo and Stitch going around Hawaii, like going to all these places that um Elvis had been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. there's one that I actually did find quite funny where stitch like because he keeps going bad and he's got that bit of paper with his good bad meter and he's like constantly drawing it in he's like i want to fix this i want to be good again so there's this montage of him doing all these good things for people that bit i actually found quite funny
0: yeah yeah that was all right i don't know yeah
2: there was a bit in it where he like helps an old woman cross the road and he like runs into a supermarket and grabs her and starts trying to drag her across the road that bad actually (laughs) got to me
0: yeah, yeah. They try to make us believe Stitch is dead. <laughs> yeah, also, they kill him. Like Stitch. The like, Stitch died. He's like, how did he actually the die? Well, his he's molecules like through ran through the out. <laughs> yeah, okay. his molecules ran out after he's gotten like <laughs> this big. Uh, yeah, like, even though crash they had started the spaceship. process,
2: like he had, like on the meter, his molecules were like, there was like two bars. And she started like pulling it down and then he just died. And um, Jumba's like, it's too late.
0: It's like yeah. what the fuck! I've like, got, got to get him she into succeeded. the pod. <laughs> I got yeah. to get him into the life pod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, which is like conveniently in the ship that Stitch was driving when he crashed, and like just happened to be on the edge of this cliff where they climbed up, and they were like, "Oh, it's here, right next to where we climbed up from the cliff, and it didn't get destroyed or damaged at all. We can just use it." Yeah. So. <laughs> oh god! know was like, "I've got to put you in in the pod, Stitch, to make you good and healthy." And then he, and then it, and then he dies. And then you're like, they're like hugging him, like, "No, Stitch, Stitch is dead." <laughs> yeah. and they're like crying. I'm like, "This is stupid. Yeah. This is so lame." It was like meant
2: to be this big emotional bit, but Max just burst out laughing. It sounds
3: so ridiculous <laughs> to it was be funny. Fair. It was really
2: funny. <laughs> it was so stupid. I don't, I don't get it really. Yeah. Something I am um, also liked about the movie is I did think the animation was massively better to the other two sequels. I still don't think the animation is great. Like, obviously, it's nowhere mm. near as good as the first movie, but I do think it's like uh, a big improvement.
0: Yeah, it was better than the last, at least. I'll give it that. But that's about where my compliments end. I think. I oh, I like, the, so uh, <laughs> I, like, I like the. I like the the music when Stitch dies, but it only lasts for about ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's do like, you want to go to ratings? Yeah, God, yeah, I, I, yeah. We're just blasting through <laughs> these movies, but there's nothing to say. Well, they're really short and nothing happens, so what do you expect? Do it out of... um, um, What happens in this movie? I don't know. Do it out of glitches. Glitches, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it was a fine movie. I didn't think it was that bad. In terms of Disney sequels, I've seen far worse. Um, I'm not sure if I've even seen better, to be fair, because they're quite shit, most of them. Um, I think I, I originally rated it as like a 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd, but um, the more I think about it, I don't really remember it, so I'm not sure I can really justify it, giving it that higher rating. So I'll probably give it like a, a 5 out of 10. So, or yeah. 5 glitches out of 10. Like, I'm, I still think it, it's fine, like... I wouldn't be opposed to showing this to my children, like I would, I would. be Stitch. And I would Leroy. definitely
3: be opposed to that.
2: It's just like a fun
0: little no, kids' no, no, movie. No, 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 no. Nothing harmful about oppose. it. You didn't see it, Darcy. You don't get a say.
3: Do you know what? I know I don't, but oppose all the same.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't even remember it really. Just. I. Uh, I remember him going in the pod. <laughs> And then, he, and then he died. And then he was okay again, because his molecules were recharged. Brilliant movie. Three glitches out of ten.
2: <laughs> there you go. Darcy, do you want to introduce Leroy?
3: <laughs> Leroy and Stitch. Go ahead. Stitch. Okay.
2: I have three notes for this film, so I don't so, know what we're going to
3: say. Um. This is uh This was supposed to be based after the TV show, right?
2: Yes, yeah, so this is like the finale. Okay, for the yeah. Show. So
3: basically, um, I think the premise of that is that they um, they've uh, they've uh, caught all the experiments that they had uh, set free onto the island because apparently all of them only fell into one area of the earth and it was all in Hawaii. But that's a Novel story. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> Novel story. In space for another they were day. In space, and
0: they <laughs> threw them into the planet, and out of the window <laughs> from a spaceship, and
3: it. And it they all fell to all, Hawaii. They all
0: landed on
3: Hawaii. All of them. Every single one of them. Not even in the sea. Exactly. And um, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the premise is that um, they've caught all the experiments again, and. Um, they're offered positions in like the Galactic Alliance, but um, they t- uh, They basically all have a miserable time or something because Stitch has to leave because he's um, the captain of the ship and um, they're bored of being he- on Hawaii. Yeah, like um, yeah, they're bored of being in Hawaii and they don't want to tell Lilo because she looks so sad and innocent. Anyway, and then yeah, so Stitch goes and becomes a captain of the ship. Um and the hamster do you know what was the hamster called? Does anyone know? The hamster rabbit Hamster Hamsterveal um escapes from prison and forces Jumba to make a evil stitch which is called Leroy and essentially is just shit. <laughs> just <sighs> shit.
0: <laughs> so excited to see Leroy in action. How
3: Before long did I was we wait right? disappointed Thirty-one minutes it was until Leroy appeared.
0: Yeah, but when he appeared, oh boy. Fucking
3: sucked. Yeah, this bit was bad.
2: (laughs)
0: Leroy was
2: terrible.
3: Leroy Leroy was just a red stitch, okay? He literally was was just a red stitch. He was red stitch. He was a stitch
0: as Carnage is to venom.
3: Yeah.
2: And he was allergic to music. (laughs)
3: He was allergic to yeah, me. He was I allergic was to not Elvis. Yeah. Do you not
2: remember that? Because at the yeah, end, yeah. Stitch like mm-hmm. puts on this massive concert with all the other people who happen to be there, and then the the Leroy's
0: start exploding. Ah, right. The Star
3: yeah. Wars. Because um, when Jumba musical. was <laughs> making Leroy,
0: he put on Elvis in an attempt to like have some sort of fail safe. So he's like, I I built him with a self destruct. Sequence or something. Just play Elvis and he'll die, <laughs> or something. I don't know. So is
3: that? So when they actually did that musical performance, was it Elvis they were playing? I thought they were just playing like one of their own, like Leo and Stitch songs.
0: I can't remember. Oh yeah.
3: I mean, I don't know why I asked you to. Because who the fuck could remember? Yeah, that? Oh, maybe just it to... wasn't
0: Elvis. Oh, who cares?
3: <laughs> yeah, who cares about any of this? I'm sorry. This was the. <laughs> Honestly, if this goes down as our worst episode ever, I'm kind of okay with it.
0: No, because Lilo and Stitch is awesome.
3: Yeah, no, that film is absolutely amazing, but when you think about we just tarnished this episode with just the awful sequel.
0: They're out there, the people have to know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has to suffer.
2: This film is painfully (laughs) unfunny. It's not. There
3: was nothing to enjoy.
2: (laughs) the, The jokes in Stitch were just, they weren't Funny, but they, there was never a point where I cringed at a joke. They were just like, yeah, whatever. But this film, the jokes all Wait, missed super hard.
3: Was this the one um, with at least that one really funny joke about um, no. Myrtle's dad? Or was yeah. that not in this <laughs> that film? Wasn't this that I was in this did. film. No, it wasn't. Yeah, oh, it was this wasn't. one. I don't remember. Oh, was it? All I know is that that joke was so funny oh, yeah, that I is actually as well. cried.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That was, that was the, the one redeeming quality about it. Literally, movie. that
3: was the one time that made any of us laugh. Was like, Every other time we were just dying.
0: Was, she was like making fun of Lilo and she's like, Once a weirdo, always a weirdo. That's what my dad used to say. And one of her friends is like, I didn't know you had a dad. And, <laughs> and then Myrtle's like, Your dog is never coming back. And then one of her friends says, Just like Myrtle's dad.
3: it was literally the only part of the film that actually had us all laughing (laughs) it's so stupid
0: and as quite the scientist myself I did laugh at the uh, physics of the black hole they like sent them to the black hole to like teleport them to another uh, place but like that's not how black holes work oh what Where they
3: were like chucking rocks at it and hoping for the best they were
0: like the black hole is going to teleport us to a volcano planet but like that's not true so they like throw a rock into it they're like earth rock activate and then the, uh, the earth rock goes into the, the black hole and it makes it stops it from <laughs> teleporting to a volcano planet and it makes them teleport to earth because it's an earth rock I'm like that black hole would kill you it would spaghettify you and you would be dead this is not how black holes work but this isn't how anything works so like whatever
3: nah True, we are talking about, like, talking aliens and all sorts of shit yeah. Here.
0: But what was epic was that Gantu finally got his redemption arc, eh? Yeah. And there was, like, a
2: big, like, game esque fight between all the experiments. Oh, yeah.
0: And a million Leroys. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was epic. They all used their different powers which conveniently have been really well suited to, like, Earth activity, even though they were made (laughs) by aliens. There's not, like, one alien that they couldn't find a job for. They've, like, put Hawaii out of business. Like, the immigrants have taken our jobs, but it's Hawaii. (laughs) They
3: took our jobs!
0: (laughs) One of them's, like, a popcorn maker. Oh, I love that. I would honestly (laughs) love
3: having a popcorn maker, Alien.
0: you got popcorn in space, do you? You wanted to make a creature just to create popcorn, yeah. But (laughs) there's a creature that just makes sandwiches. Yeah, but Ruben. Yeah, he finally gets called Ruben. Oh yeah, he got six two five. Got a name in this one because Lilo spends like some time with him, and she's like, "I'm gonna name you Ruben." And he's like, "That's epic." And now he can do what Stitch (laughs) can do. So he he like lifts a bunch of like heavy stuff, and he's like, "I can. I'm everything that stitches, but." Fatter. I, I can know. make sandwiches. Yeah, I can make, make sa- sandwiches. Can Stitch make sandwiches? I don't think so. And the Stitch thing I like, dislike wow, the BRB nine. Sorry, the BRB nine thousand. He gives. He gets like this huge battleship. He's so excited about it, and it's. They <laughs> keep saying, "Oh, BRB, the BRB." Yeah, great. the big red battleship. Big red battleship. You wow, my red battleship. It's so Star yeah, Trekky.
2: Yeah, I think the thing I dislike the most about this film is what I also dislike about um, Stitch. It's just that this film is just completely devoid of any care or love. It doesn't feel like anyone gave a shit about this movie at all. There's just no heart or emotion in there at all. But, and I'm not going to say that Lilo and Stitch 2 is just this like grand, epic, beautiful movie filled with care and attention because it isn't. But at least that film, they tried to actually put some emotion and some heart in there, even if it, a lot of it was heavy-handed. This film, they just they don't care.
0: It feels like it was just made because they could. And they did. Yeah. Hamsterville was there. Hamsterville had like a French accent. He was he reminded me of like John Cleese as the Frenchman in Holy Grail. Yeah, so. I thought the exact same thing any time we spoke. Well, that's that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this
2: film's lame. It was the longest <laughs> of the sequels and it actually
0: felt it. Yep. Although right, really Stitch actually over.
2: did kind of feel longer. Stitch the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is better than Stitch the movie because I remember just at least a little bit about it. I don't remember Stitch the movie at all. This is better literally
2: just because of that dad joke. And also, yeah. I guess the animation's slightly better. It's still not very good, but it's not quite as embarrassing as in
0: Stitch the movie. No. And Leroy was pretty epic.
2: Hell yeah. Well, oh, obviously, Leroy. we're going to rate this out of Leroy's. Yeah, we got it. Has to be. Yes. That red geezer. That red geezer. That yeah. red
3: <laughs> geezer. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I don't even know what there is to say about this. this film. It's just... Just so dull, devoid of anything. It's just not worth wasting your time. i give it two Leroys out of ten.
0: Yep. Um, I watched it and Leroy was there. Two Leroys out of ten. Uh,
3: two Leroys out of
0: ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Uh, we did it. The Lilo and Stitch Marathon and also Chaos Walking. It was a pretty. Great week. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It was a week. Was a week. <laughs> Whew. Now we've got the next one to do. What's next week's marathon? Yeah. Let's find out. Let's find I'm out. Scared. I hope it's. Oh, wait. We're doing. Can we meet up next week? I don't think we can. No. No. So we're doing some movies that we can what watch and, and be separate. Not like series. No, so they're like genre,
2: movies, decades, yeah. that sort of thing I've put on the list. So the first thing that's come up is summer camp movies.
3: Summer camp
2: oh movies? God, what, what the hell
3: is that? Can someone explain to me what half films these films are? Films
0: set at a summer camp. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know what movies are set at a summer camp. Camp
3: Sleepaway. Sleepaway camp.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've got Friday the 13th, you've got um, yeah, Wet summer Hot American Summer, you've got Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. You've got that script I wrote. We can just repeat that. That's
3: a film. <laughs> Camp Nirvana.
0: Do we want to pick something else? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like this one. <laughs> okay.
3: Why on... Uh, like, you guys made this list, so you guys... I put that on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to have a word with yourselves. Okay? Chris, put the bad ones on. <laughs> mm.
2: Next thing that's come up as French movies. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. You happy with French movie, Darcy?
3: Sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we all <laughs> pick
2: a film each. I guess we could like go through each other's like DVD collection. Do we both have a list on Letterboxd of our, what we own? Sure what French films? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, just because like we can go through what Max has got and then maybe pick some from that and then yeah. obviously look yeah. at what's on streaming
0: and stuff
3: we uh, got a couple of the
0: old f- French movies. Yeah. And that'll be in episode 44 next 44. week. 44. But until then, we've also got Chappelle's show to watch, season one of that, for episode 45. And we also have our social media accounts. YouTube is the Sunday Movie Marathon. And we also have Twitter, which is at Sunday Movie Pod. Facebook is at Sunday Movie Marathon and Letterboxd is at Sunday MM capital S capital M M-M. Thank you very much for listening to this episode <laughs> this very uh, cool episode of uh, the Stitch Marathon the Sunday Stitch Marathon S- uh, see you, catch you in the next one yeah Leroy forever Leroy forever th- Leroy movie marathon forever oh <gasps> Uh Um how many hours do you want?